0: Craft Beer Radio, episode 71, March 8th, 2007.
1: the Craft Beer Radio, the show dedicated to craft beer and the craft brewing industry. I'm Greg Weiss.
0: And this is Jeff Baer.
1: This is episode 71, where we do old ales with an E at the end. Of both some of
0: them, them have E's. I don't think they all do. Well, they should. They should, because that's very old. Yes, it's oldie. <laughs> We're doing oldies tonight.
1: And, uh, yeah, 71. 71 episodes. Well, first, we should do some business. Uh, get our old draft magazine thing out of the way, which is really cool this week, because they have uh, Leslie Nielsen on the cover.
0: So, you know, when you think like craft radical. beer, yeah. you think Leslie Nielsen. But let's see, let's. There's a couple other things. There is an article here on uh, drink for your health. Let's talk about the healthy aspects of um, of beer, drink beer, drinking. And I've highlighted a couple passages here that I thought were quite interesting. Scientists find that many of the chemical components derived from malt, and barley, hops, and yeast are good for you. Of course, okay. Twice as many men and four times as many women believe that wine is healthier for you than beer, according to a recent study. However, in 2000, scientists from Denmark and Holland were able to prove that beer and not its vinous cousin is actually a healthier beverage.
1: Those Denmark and Dutch scientists, can you really trust them?
0: Beer has more nutrients per serving than most drinks. So many nutrients, in fact, that Munich, Poland, or sustained sustain themselves throughout Lent. Okay. So, giving up food and drinking beer for Lent. More people <laughs> should do that. Beer is just liquid cereal, so it kind of makes sense. Another component in hops that scientists are excited about is a compound called Xanthrohumol. It's an antioxidant. Primary research indicates that the compound may inhibit tumor growth and aid in body, expelling unhealthy toxins. We talked about this a little bit ago, where you have to drink a ton of it, and it helps lab mice. Um, There's actually the Weinheitsstoffen University outside of Munich. They're working at the Neuser Kohlster Brewery to make a Oh, it's a state-run Vineheshdaphon Brewery. They're working on adding concentrated doses of Xanthohumel to the beer, so they have a beer called Zen or Zan, and they also have a non-alcoholic version of it. And they mention here you can drink some super hoppy beers like Hopsicle or 120 minute IPA, and but you. I mean- you know, far be it for me to, to detract from our,
1: from our friends at Draft Beer Magazine, but I do feel like the whole beer is healthy for you is a little bit of kind of an obfuscation of the truth in the sense that, yeah, there are compounds you can find that are healthy for you, but on the whole, it's not incredibly healthy for you to drink a lot of alcohol all the time.
0: Well, the, the article goes on to say drink in moderation. <laughs> and like Dan Shelton said, those, you know, not all beers are healthy for yeah. you. The 13% alcohol beer we're doing tonight... Probably not that healthy for you.
1: I mean, I, I love <laughs> the idea that, hey, beer's healthy. See? Ha, ha, ha. But in reality, it's, it's not the healthiest habit in the world. I mean, the healthiest habit in the world is probably, you know, eating salads and, and running two miles a day. It, it seems like, you know, beer is about enjoying life, not about saving it.
0: Okay. Uh, also in the magazine, they have a bunch of uh, beer reviews, a bunch of um, Irish beers because St. Patrick's Day issue. One thing I found interesting was they reviewed a couple IPAs and... They ranked the, uh, the Red Hook IPA three points higher than the Titan IPA. And I think you agree with me, but the Titan IPA from Great Divide is one of our favorites. Yeah. It's, it's a great IPA. So I thought that was kind of interesting. They uh, revealed the Eel River Porter. It got a really high rating. So it's good to see that small organic brewery with an organic beer getting... You know, ratings up in the 90s. Well, somehow, your Rover does an organic
1: beer without it tasting like an organic beer, and that's kind of important to the whole. Should it be a high score?
0: Right, right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, again, Draft Magazine, if you want, you can get a discount subscription off our website. We don't get any kickbacks, uh, but it saves you $8 off the subscription. Mm-hmm. So, go on our website and sign up. craftbeerradio.com.
1: Okay, so this week. Like we said before, oldie ales, and they are, and also winter warmers, I guess, is kind of part of this this cavalcade of beers we have here. Now, old ales are going to be dark, complex, and very heavy, basically. They're going to have a lot of alcohol in them, and they're going to have a lot of flavor.
0: Yep. Dark amber to brown in color. Old ales are medium to full-bodied, multi-sweetness. Hop aroma should be minimal. Flavor can vary from none to medium in the character intensity. Fruity ester flavors and aromas can contribute to the character for the sale.
1: And, you know, minimal bitterness, but it should be evident and balanced with some malt. And uh, they say caramel sweetness, distinctive quality of veils, the they undergo an aging process, often for years on their yeast, either in bulk storage or through conditioning of the bottle, which contributes to a rich and often sweet oxidation character. So, let's try one. At the
0: very bottom, it says your style may often be split into two categories strong and very strong. <laughs>
1: Well, we're drinking these out of snifters, uh, brandy snifters that are indeed Michelob Celebrate brandy snifters because hey, they're available. And our first beer is going to be, hmm, let's do Eel River since we just talked about Eel River. Ding! The Triple Exaltation. That's,
0: that's a nice crystal.
1: <laughs> the Triple Exaltation from Yale River Brewing Company in Fortuna, California. 9.7% alcohol by volume. This is a rotating release. They release 1,200 barrels per year, available in Canada, Canada, available California and Montana.
0: All right, so this beer pours a dark, or uh, medium to dark brown, right. I would say. This came in a 22-ounce bomber from (laughs) Superfan Gary.
1: Uh, Dark, fruity, sweet aroma, yet uh, about less than a finger's worth of head, but it's very sticky head, I guess you'd call it. It's very pillowy.
0: Yeah, it's a medium brown head. It's not a white foamy head. Not much light shining through the spear.
1: Getting yeah, significant f- uh, aroma of oxidation along with um, you know basically that kind of brandy, caramel-ish aroma. Yeah, I'm
0: getting some alcohol aroma. I'm getting a little bit of... Yeah, I get perhaps maybe a little bit of oxidation going along with um, some toasty flavors, maybe some dark fruit-type aromas. Okay, the beer's too cold right now. Mm. That's the first thing. <laughs>
1: Immediately, uh, a lot of um, red fruit coming at you, Um, you know, sort of sweeter fruits, sweeter sugary fruit like prunes and Mm -hmm. cherries and that sort of thing. A a healthy alcohol presence as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. We're both cupping our hands around our snifters to get some heat into this beer because for this beer, you definitely want to drink it on the warmish side.
1: Remember, cold dampens your taste buds, and for a beer like this, where it's got a lot of flavor to it, you want to maximize as much of that as you can.
0: I just um, picked up, you know, really late aftertaste that came across as—I um, say—oaky, but not really oak in the way you think of like an oaked beer, but just like this thing just came. It, 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 yeah, it flittered across my tongue. It was there. It came, and then it went away. And I'm just like Speedy Gonzales. Just maybe. Oh, that's really <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, the Goz, other Warner Brothers.
1: is the is the very offensive <laughs> uh, caricature.
0: They probably don't air them too much anymore.
1: Probably not.
0: Drinking them out of the snifters are nice because it's really thin glass, so it's easy to get some heat into the beer as well. If you could see me, you'd see me very
1: content. I'm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this is a bundle up some nice yeah. warm, uh, you know. I'm thinking like bread pudding or something like a hot mm. bowl of bread oh, pudding.
1: Very good. Yeah, I mean this is a this is a real sipper. I think all of these are going to be essentially sippers, and there's going to be a lot left over for Jeff.
0: Um, <laughs> well, Greg drives home,
1: right? But there's just um, I mean, there's a lot of flavor here. This is this is not going to be a beer you go to a bar and, and you know drink a whole bottle. In fact, I've I've rarely seen old ales on taps. I just don't I, I don't see them being really bar beers. They're very much bottle beers, and they're very much you know a special time beer of you know, special time beer.
0: We should try to figure out. And the uh, the style description we have doesn't really mention it, but how do these differ from barley wines?
1: Well, they're, you know a barley wine. I mean, this kind of has more of a fruity flavor. Yeah, and barley a wine, I would more, think, a lot more malty.
0: Yeah, more esters, that's certainly the main thing now that you bring it up. The oxidation character is probably a little more pronounced in this. You know, some older barley wines will have more oxidation, but I think it's more pronounced in this beer. And then, you yeah, the ester profile on this thing, really fruity. Like Greg mentioned, lots of prunes and cherries and things like that in the aroma. I really flavor. think
1: that uh, old ales tend to be a lot more complex, but at the same time, I mean, you see barley wines at at, uh, at bars. You are not going to see old ale's at bars. I mean, just uh, barley wines are considerably more drinkable. I think they just go down easier, even though they're okay. so high alcohol. It's just a lot easier to, to drink one or two than it is to drink one or two of these.
0: Now that you said cherries, I am tasting a lot of. Um, not sweet, medium tart-type cherry flavor in this thing.
1: Maybe like pomegranate. I mean, think, I'm thinking along those lines. like mm-hmm. you know, the, the, the what we call dark fruit, the reddish fruit in general.
0: Mm-hmm. Maybe even like cherries when they are dried. Like a fruitcake. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have too much email or news this week. We do have a, a one that I want to mention here. We had a new listener write in. He discovers us from the Ed and Draft magazine, and he uh, loves the show. and He's been back, and he's listening to all our back episodes. People that do that just just awe strike yeah. me. You know, it's like you're going not only to that
1: you're setting yourself up for disappointment.
0: <laughs> not that bad. Go back. Everyone should go back and listen to the '70s shows. <laughs> but he uh, mentioned in one of our early shows, we said that it's not legal to send beer to Pennsylvania. And then later on, we kind of started saying, hey, send us beer. Or, We've gotten yeah. beer from people. And you wanted to know if some, some laws had changed. And
1: uh, Well, as far as I know, the legal implications have to do with the U.S. Postal Service, right?
0: Well, you will only be arrested. Or you could only, you know... <laughs> it, it's a felony to ship alcohol through the Postal Service. So I recommend you ship beer through FedEx or UPS. The downside there is if they discover you're shipping beer... They send it back to you right that's all That's the only downside you're not allowed to ship beer through the u p s uh, most people I know ship the glass bottles the beers right. in or things like that so that's in our early shows we also joke about people sending us books because there's the old time home brewer joke where uh you get a call from the post office, and uh, the postmaster on the other side says sir your your books are leaking." <laughs> Uh, glass bottles, food samples, yeast samples, mm-hmm. um, soda. You know, there's lots of things you can say that you're shipping. You're perfectly allowed to right. ship soda in the mail.
1: Right. Now is it technically wrong for us to say this? You know, from a from a um from an ethical standpoint? Sure, from a moral standpoint, I don't think so.
0: You know, it's it's a victimless crime. <laughs> yeah. Oh
1: Aaron's oh, here
0: yeah, is. <laughs> and Greg almost spilled his beer. <laughs> All of a sudden I see somebody, whoa, what the heck is that? Okay, our guest has arrived. Aaron Martino's here. How you doing, Aaron?
2: Very good, guys. Uh, thanks for having me. Welcome sure thing.
0: Aaron's a neighbor of mine. Uh, he is a fellow homebrewer. He brews a lot more beer than I do, he, <laughs> and he drinks a lot more homebrew than uh, than I go through. <laughs> You're, so you've just done an extract so far. You haven't tried any all grains, or did you do some mini mashes? I have not. Okay, I think that's going to be the next step. Yeah, we've been talking about building a. Um, Homebrew rig, big brew cart, you know, and rolling out in the driveway and having big community brew days. That so that's should be interesting. That's the uh, end well, game yeah, you here. Yeah, got to start brewing coming. some
1: lagers for that to happen, I think, for people to really enjoy it. So let's explain to Aaron what we're drinking here. Eel River's Triple Exaltation Old Ale. Okay. Um, 9.7% alcohol oh, by volume. Wow. And Eel River Brewing Company in Fortuna, California. So this is obviously a very dark, complex, fruity beer. It doesn't taste like ten percent,
0: though. <laughs> no, this one hides it pretty well.
1: Mm. Anyway, we were we were just talking about uh, shipping beer through uh, <laughs> through the mail, through the mail, okay. through various um, technically illegal cha- uh, channels, and you know, the question becomes: is it, uh, is it an issue where if you really are against breaking the law in any shape or form? I guess you you can't do it if it's just you know the big things that you're worried about like you know, you'll speed every once in a while and you'll right
0: yeah, yeah it's a victimless crime, yeah. right I mean shipping beer through the mail, <laughs> who gets hurt there all right right, right, as long as you're not sending it to minors right, and even then
1: if they're twenty. <laughs>
0: That's a whole different argument yeah, about laws. Well, we,
1: we could go on and on about that. We we do on some of our uh, beer geek roundtables. We
2: talk about uh, that issue. Right. The whole now is it illegal to transport yourself or is it just shipping? It's just shipping. Isn't uh,
0: it's- it depends. It depends on the state too. You're not allowed to ship beer into Pennsylvania.
2: Oh, okay. And state then law.
0: and then as a law or as a rule, well, it's a federal offense to uh, send beer through the United States Postal Service. You get it's a felony. You could get arrested okay. for it. Um, shipping beer through UPS or FedEx is against their policy. They don't do it. If they discover what you told them as something else is beer, they send it back to you. That's all they do. Oh, okay. So it's like they confiscate it. They actually send it back right. to the sender. So right. there's no real loser. I usually take some with me in
2: my
1: suitcase when I come That's back. Completely That's completely legal. I think right. as long, if, if you're bringing it with you, it's legal. Right. It's, um,
0: yeah, the whole no liquid on airplanes and carry-on stinks because yeah. Yeah. when I travel, there was times real well. <laughs> there was times I'd... I, When I came back from California, I had a case of bombers that i carried on as my carry-on i had bottles of beer packed in my my other bag and, and Heather's carry-on so we had like almost two cases of beer <laughs> and the one was it was a it was a stone case so it's like you know you're not worthy and all this stuff all over the case and i'm putting it through the metal detector and carrying it through the airport <laughs> and uh it's a real bummer you can't do that anymore
1: no but i mean if, if it was a couple of beers like i was able to bring back stuff from japan and it may do it this time again mm-hmm. um if i get a, a good selection of, of other stuff we can try so, we do have, I mean, you can bring them in your suitcase, just pack them very well.
0: I was actually was considering getting like a hard side Samsonite suitcase and getting a whole bunch of like closed cell phone <laughs> and actually making like little cutouts for beer bottles you can stick in there.
2: <laughs> I, I told you I just brought home that Boulevard IPA. Right. And I'm sure the people, you know, scanning the luggage wondered because I had them stuffed in socks, so they probably looked real conspicuous. You know?
0: <laughs> just doing it to protect the beer, guys. yeah. When I, um, came back from north carolina um i had a bottle of an empty bottle of the, the ceramic bottle of the morimoto the rogue beer um i did we didn't order it but the guy was at the table before us drank it and he said here i already got one you want one so i'm like yeah i'm gonna go look it on the wall so i forgot i was taking this empty beer bottle through Carry on, you know. Security, they pulled it out and like you know they had to look at it. And I'm like, do you need me to open it? And he's like, no, that's fine. And I'm like, how do you know for sure it's empty? But okay, whatever. <laughs> so this uh, triple exaltation as it's warming, getting all kinds of great aromas off this thing, lots of alcohol, but getting some of those cherries and other flavors like that. I mean, the flavor I'm starting to taste a little bit of chocolate and things like that as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's definitely um, that, that malt undertone. Is it significant well, The uh, alcohol gets Stronger too
0: As it warms, As it warms up warms it, it, needs, Yeah, yeah. It, The alcohol's Going to become I'm not quite apparent. ready To move on You want a little Bit more like this uh, A little, a little yeah. tiny
1: bit more Sure I don't want to Get overboard Because yeah, this is A high alcohol beer Just, we just a little
0: bit home.
2: more Aaron will take it he, he, Oh that's pretty much The rule I'm, uh, I'm Playing today
0: Aaron can walk home So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah I, I, I didn't try to uh, You know full Aaron of anything else i told him hey we're having some strong beers we need a third person to absorb some alcohol
2: it <laughs> <laughs> can't go to waste
0: you know, i feel so bad i'm opening these beers and uh <laughs> it was like when we had Aaron's the guy i tried to call when we did the uh, sour beers yeah. oh okay and and I stuff. Think my
2: wife was gone that night too <laughs> Worst luck. yeah worse luck oh,
0: timings everything gary sent us all these old river beers about a year ago and uh I had this one when Tom Baker was in town. Went down to the East End and we had it. And I liked all the Rivers. but I guess that time of year, drinking in that environment, I didn't like the beer at all. Really? This beer won a gold medal last year at the Great American Beer Festival. I can see it. I can now, too. (laughs) But when I had it before, I couldn't figure it out. I'm like, that
1: beer's just... Having this beer with a flight of other beers not like it would be really off-putting, I think. I think it wouldn't...
0: Yeah, we were doing a whole bunch of Rivers. Because so I know get
1: hoppy and you get malty and you get this thing that's, you know, it's way alcohol and dark fruit
0: and
2: a little bit of malt. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of messed with your flavors. What's, what style is this beer?
0: It's this uh, called an, an old ale.
2: An old ale. Mm hmm. Never heard of an old ale. <laughs> I thought
0: I'd heard of all of them. No. It's, it, like I said before, it's kind of like a barley wine, but but you'll get more esters. It's more fruity. Okay. And uh, So let's move on to the second beer. Okay.
1: So uh, uh, North to, Coast?
0: No, actually, let's do um, Arcadia Ales.
1: Arcadia Vertigo. Ales. Big Dick's Old Ale. This is from Battle Creek, Michigan. <laughs> 8% alcohol by volume. This is a fall release with 6,000 barrels per year of this particular beer or, or just the brewery itself? The brewery. And they are available in Indiana, Minnesota, Ohio, Kentucky, Montana, Pennsylvania, Mississippi.
2: No, an old ale. Every beer yeah. has like a time of day or food Wisconsin. it goes with. Is this a, a late night sitting by the fire? This like is a definitely a, a sitting
0: by the fire yeah. Kind of it's beer.
2: Not a session beer. <laughs> no,
0: it's not a session beer. <laughs> I mentioned. Point. I mentioned to Greg already. I was thinking like, yeah, bundle up in a blanket, and I was thinking like a nice hot bowl of bread pudding to go with, with yeah. these things. Mm-hmm. It'd be so good.
1: This is kind of a reddish uh, color with a little bit. Of wow,
0: that and, smells and significantly the smell different. Smell
1: is 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 kind of sour and.
0: Yeah, it does smell kind yeah, of sour.
1: I mean, uh, I, the, the first thing that
0: came to my mind was not something pleasant, but. <laughs> It smells a bit lambicish, so it may be uh, an unintended yeah. uh, side effect for this beer. But it, it smells good so far. Well, I, I don't know whether it smells good or
1: not. I mean, there are other, there are other aromas in there. I'm getting that kind of are um, more reminiscent of mm, how do you how can I put this in in a nice way?
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why well, put it in a nice way?
1: <laughs> reminiscent of sanitary situations you don't want to get into. Oh,
0: okay.
2: Have you ever taste tested a beer that uh the listener uh, was maybe the brewer?
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, yes, we've we've um we've drank beers. Uh Boulevard Brewing Company sent oh, us some beer. Okay. And uh, we've tasted the beers on the show. We've had pretty favorable reviews from them and not because they've sent us beer, we would have been honest. We had uh, a couple
1: home brews that have been sent to us and we right. tried and we've also done our um our uh
0: oh, the multi-brew experiment. Multi-brew experiment. Yes. I'm trying to think if I've um Trug's Brewing um, we've gotten some emails from them. We've drank their beers.
2: Okay, so it's been a food. And Hazard Bush has sent us some as yeah. well.
0: And someone at anheuser Bush is listening to us.
2: That's pretty cool to get some feedback from from. Uh
0: yeah, so the more I smell this some beer... Some people say it's cool, some people say it's so well, It depends yeah. on what you say. There's not too many beers we, that we actually drink that you know we trash. I mean, mostly we find something good to say about the beers, and that's just not trying to be nice, yeah. but we just end up drinking good beer. I mean,
1: well, yeah. that's not to say there aren't beers that we trash trashed before. <laughs> no, the,
0: you know, there's definitely been beers that uh, we've poured okay, out. Well, we did rice, one last week. We, we, poured, out, we poured out that uh, that Dick's Cream out last yeah, year, last beer. week. So. Well,
2: I'm still sipping the uh, the 9% here.
0: I should get you another glass so you can get on with what we're drinking here. You want to run out to the uh, the bar and grab another glass? Oh, absolutely. So, what do you think about this big dicks? It 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 is. Uh, I mean, it's infected. Yeah, I
1: think it is infected. I mean, I'm, I'm curious. You know, because I don't think sour is what they're going for in an Old Dale. Have you tasted it yet?
0: I've tasted it, and it's pleasant for sour beer. It's very clearly infected. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. what they're intending. Not at all. Um, but it's not a bad infection.
1: <laughs> you you kind of get some of that malt background and, and some of the, the flavors, and then you have this this acidic
0: yeah trading through it, and, and that is
1: is not yet and not at all what they were really intending with the beer. But it's not like like Jeff says, it's not necessarily a. Ter- it wouldn't judge well. It's not a terrible infection, but yeah, th- this is not going to be what you're going for if you want an Old Ale.
0: So when you smell this beer, Aaron, you're going to get a bunch of tartness. Acetic acid, things like you that. can't
2: see my facial
0: expression. <laughs> he, His eyebrows went back.
2: I heard, I've heard you talk. You know, sour. Absolutely. I haven't tasted it yet. Yeah, the
0: aroma is almost right on for a uh, velambique or something, like a Hughes. Um, <laughs>
1: In a way, you know, it, it does kind of remind me. A bit of that, that
0: farmhouse yeah. or horse blanket type aroma. Aaron's like, what? Oh, do you take a sip?
2: Yeah, <laughs> just took a sip. Hey, I'm new. I've never had an old ale, so this, is a- oh, this is, isn't. A traditional- yeah, this is not
1: representative of an old ale. This okay. is this is an infected beer.
2: Okay, okay.
0: So this is infected by um, probably brutanomyces. Brit- yeah.
2: Okay, how do you pronounce uh, that? <laughs> I read that in my is it bretamin- so-
0: Britannomyces? Britannomyces. Britannomyces. right. Which is it's a wild yeast. Uh, it can make some wonderful beers that we've had. Uh, Lawfully, uh, sanctification. I guess there's some Brett in some of the Flanders Reds and things like that. Yeah, um, this has a very similar flavor. Actually, you know what? It's since it's more lambic than like Flanders, it might be a different kind of wild yeast and not necessarily Brett. It
1: makes the beer more drinkable in a way. Uh,
0: I think. Uh, you know what the the, the infection. Really lowered the body in this beer. It's a pretty thin-bodied beer yeah. for an Old Ale, don't you think?
1: Oh yeah, yeah I mean you, you kind of feel that separation.
0: Um, yeah, the aroma is just getting funkier. I just breathed in a little bit when I was taking a sip, and I was thinking, that's that's bordering on Sword Drain right there. Yeah. It's uh,
1: it's it's not
0: ideal. It's I not think. as bad as the Sword Drain off flavor in that that Homebrew <laughs> Club uh, off flavor tasting kit that we did at the BJCB thing. Uh, it's still in the lambic realm, but yeah, it, the aroma's pretty funky on this one. But you know, overall, I I love sour beers, right? Yeah. So I'm enjoying this beer. Oh, you gay. <laughs> what do you think, Aaron? The sourness. Uh, you've never had any other sour beers, huh? Not really. Okay. So I mean, it this one
2: acquired taste.
0: Being it that is, this it one's
2: absolutely an acquired taste, yeah,
0: and being that this one's not intended to be sour, it's not. The best thing to start you off with, right? Yeah, right. This one is obviously uh, uh, an error, a mistake, so... Right. Aaron's going back to drinking the uh, triple exaltation. Yeah, put- what we're drinking right now is Big Dick's Old Ale from Arcadia Brewing Company. Arcadia Ales.
1: I'm curious to see if you can check, like, rate beer or something like that. See if anybody else got infected beer or if they noticed sourness in it. Okay. This will be a little online experiment from your friends at Craft Beer Radio. That'd be us.
0: It would be. <laughs> I'm very far away.
2: Uh, have you guys been, what, about a year and a half you've been doing this show? Uh, yep. yeah. Um, yeah.
0: Close to two years. Two actually. years will be in June, yeah, yeah, so it's three quarters now.
2: Well, I'm, I'm grateful that I've, I've made it to the point where I'm allowed to come next door. And, uh, and sit in because I think well, you we, know it, it's not we asked early on in the relationship and it was like
0: yeah yeah that's nice no it, it's not necessarily that I didn't <laughs> want you here it's uh that I'm not good at planning ahead you notice I called you at five o'clock saying hey can you be over at seven that's right you know right, so right. among the many things Jeff's not good at <laughs> hey leave my wife out of this
2: but was it for two young kids I would have been here five after five mentioned
1: they're mentioning like a sweet smell a little bit of hops but certainly no sourness so we just got a bad bottle.
0: Yeah, well, you know, you're not supposed to you're not supposed to review spoiled beers on Beer Advocate. So you're not going to see most of those. Um Oh yeah. But- you know, I'd be curious I'd be curious though if, you know, <laughs> people could report, you know, a spoiling thing. Like, you know, I had a I had a string of uh, Lagunitas that were spoiled, right? Right. I drank a Lagunitas two nights ago and it was fine, so brewery, you know, it's not like the brewery has a chronic problem. They sell too much beer to have a chronic problem right. with spoilage. Right. But we had,
1: Yeah, it was the band-aid problem we had. Right? Yeah, we band-aid, it
0: was, the was in the cappuccino stout, we actually picked it out. <laughs> so it has to be bad to pick it out in that one.
2: I have a question. Mm-hmm. This is as far as bad, off flavors. Like, I, I, I always think there's a uh, uh, you know, some type of conspiracy where they put the best beer in kegs, uh, you know, then like slightly less better beer in bottles and then the really bad stuff in cans. When you're, when you're, uh. No. Just because it always seems like canned well, beer just hate Well,
0: keg beer is the freshest beer. Okay. So, I mean, beer, fresh Sorry. beer is delicious, right? And keg beer is typically the freshest. Bottles would be a little bit older. Yeah, and bottles then.
1: Bottles maybe sitting around a lot longer. And, and things,
0: then the canned thing is probably just a stigma because. Until recently, only crappy beer was served in cans. Right. Now, craft breweries are starting to can beers because they've been able to purchase reasonably priced canning lines. Canning lines used to cost you you know, $50,000 for the canning line and half a million dollars in cans, or, or actually reverse, vice versa. Yeah. The canning line was like quarter million dollars, and you had to buy like $40,000 in cans. Right. Now you can buy – they actually have these tabletop canning systems where you can can four cans at a time. Like almost like a bottle capper type setup, right? Right. But you still have to buy the the 20,000 cans from right. Bell's Can Company. So there's still a barrier to entry with cans. Okay. Uh,
2: so they're, bar- not, they're not taking these samples and saying, oh, this isn't meat, it's not, no. put, that's canned yeah. stuff. It all comes out of the same big...
1: Right, exactly, and, and cans <laughs> have a uh, have a polymer around them, so your beer never actually touches
2: the metal.
0: Okay. I'll have to get you some some canned craft beer. Okay. Um, del- cans are superior delivery devices for beer... Over bottles,
2: so you probably reckon you know the stigma. Like yeah, canned beer is yeah. not good. Well,
0: great story is, um, I know the guy from Vicini Distributing. who brings in Dale's Pale Ale from Oscar Blues, the first canned beer we had, in the, canned craft beer we had in the market. And I'm like, oh yeah, I'll try that. I know that you know I understand the logic that canned beer is great because light can't get in. The beers will never be skunked. Right? Um, right. There's actually a thing where there's less oxygen headspace in, in canned beers and things like that. Sure. And I'm like, yeah, I'll have to try Dale's Pale Ale. And uh, Greg and I were down at the Six Packs and Dogs, a huge bottle shop down in Regent Square, where they have almost a thousand types yeah. of beer. Mm-hmm. And we're looking through the shelves and picking out some beer. And I didn't see it. I didn't see the Dale's Pale Ale because subconsciously, I just wouldn't look at cans. And right. Greg spotted the Dale's Pale Ale. I'm like, oh my god! So right. I was trying to. I knew. Good beer can come in cans, it's like but like generic stuff. It's like, oh yeah, I don't. Yeah. I still had that prejudice where yep. my eyes just glazed over when it came to a can. Oh,
2: I'm sure I walk into a beer distributor. I'm not going to look until I see bottles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, those are just the bush light. You know, going for a weekend canoeing.
0: Right, right. But and, and that's another Dale's Pale Ale. We really we oh Dale's Pale Ale and the other Oscar Blues beers are, are really good um there's a new brewery that's available in town here um, they 're out east in Pennsylvania called Sly Fox. They can three of their beers okay so there 's a bunch of good canned beers and we talked about canoeing, yeah, now you can take craft beer. Backpacking wow. and canoeing, and, and uh, airlines is another but the great thing is, well, I and mean, golf courses don't like glass, so it's well, almost like we go golf and need cans. See, that's, that's the problem. I mean, cans are a good
1: delivery system for beer, but they're not a good drinking vessel for beer.
0: No, they're. Oh, no, they're
1: so, you, you, mean you really still need a glass to pour it into. Yeah. Right? And they're not good, you
0: know. Airlines them. are another place that like cans. Bottles weigh more yeah. than cans do. Well, then so. why
2: do they put such awful beer on airplanes?
0: Well, you know, Alaskan Airlines has Alaskan uh, beer on there. Now, granted, that's bottles, but right. most of the most of the airlines put crappy beer on because they can get five dollars for a can of Budweiser yeah, on an airplane. Because
1: only three or four percent of the market is still craft beer, so why right. why cater to that? Well,
2: well I, th- I, th- I still think there's good beer that's not just craft. Like there's better, you know, mainstream sure. beverage. They just seem to pick the ones everyone's familiar with, and that's just a sad. Thing. It's
0: it's all marketing.
2: Yeah. Exactly.
0: Let's move on to the next beer, shall we?
2: Yeah.
1: Uh you wanted let's do North Coast next. Yeah, let's okay. do this is the,
0: the strong one. This is the big
1: boy. This is old stock ale from North Coast Brewing Company. Mm-hmm. <coughs> what did I miss by the way?
2: What was That was
0: the, the pre show beer. That was a light lager for warm up so we didn't drink oh. too much alcohol. <laughs> this was the it's blue like, point like, stress the lager. Yeah.
2: Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Okay, okay. this a decent enough lighter. Yeah. You have to give me the regimen, what kind of exercises I need to do before I come
1: uh, You know, basically a lot of, uh, a lot of you okay. know, tongue exercises. Yeah, I can do that.
2: North Coast Old Stock Ale from
1: North Coast Brewing Company in Fort Bragg, California. A 13.25% alcohol <coughs> volume fall release. <laughs> and North Coast says 27,000 barrels.
0: This is the 04 version of this beer. I have the 04 and the 06, both courtesy of Gary, superfan Gary. And I figured for an old ale, let's do the old one. And the, the 06, let's put that away for a couple yeah, more yeah. years. Oh, I can smell the
2: alcohol in this.
1: Yeah, I mean, 13%. I'd be surprised if you couldn't. Oh, and yeah. you get a lot of also kind of malty uh, sugariness coming out of this. I'm not getting a lot of fruit right now. As The one nostril I can actually smell. And-
0: oh, yeah. that That's a ton of um, combination of sugar and alcohol right there. Almost cotton candy type smell. <laughs>
1: yeah, very sugary. I mean, just, you get the alcohol warming just by sniffing it. I mean, you just get that that wafting alcohol into your olfactory
0: organs. Yeah, this one screams old ale or, or barley wine at this point.
1: Right now, it's screaming barley wine to me more than it is screaming old ale. Wow, wine. is that a yeah.
0: sweet-tasting beer. Wow. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it's it's malty, very malty and sweet. This
1: is not good for people on diabetes, I think. no, <laughs> not at
2: all.
0: Doesn't it taste like caramel or something? A like, lot it, like it car- almost has yeah. the mouth feel of like yeah. hot caramel like or caramel something. Caramel and alcohol to pour this over right. ice cream. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that
2: would actually mouth. be very
1: good with ice cream.
0: Yeah, caramel. I think is the overwhelming flavor in here.
1: This would be really good with vanilla ice cream. I think you're right. These are all kind of dessert beers. I think they're very much. This is not something you would have with the burger and fries. This is something no. you want to have with uh, with you know a, a cherry pie. Exactly.
0: Uh, North Coast Old Stock Ale. It's brewed with classic floor malted Maris Otter pale malt which is a classic english style malt and floor malting is an english style malting technique where they actually get in there and they rake the malt and stuff instead of having like these malting out things with rakes and move it they actually get in there and spread it out themselves the um i lost my place fuggles fuggles hops imported from england um the beverage tasting institute of chicago rated this beer at 96 points of superlative
1: superlative we met some guys from the beverage chasing Institute the old uh, yeah we
0: met some guys at the, on the hop trip uh, it's won uh, several medals a gold medal in 2003 at the world Beer Championships and their highest was a silver at the 2001 great American Beer Fest for the that was the highest gabf award
1: this tastes sweet and alcohol to me it doesn't really taste fruity so to me this is not my ideal old ale because I like right. ones that are a little bit more yeah.
0: complex it actually won a platinum medal at the 2000 World Beer Championships What's the
2: platinum belt? No, platinum is more rare than gold, right? <laughs> no, so. Yeah, this is an '04.
0: This is from 2004. Okay, I'm surprised it's still so sweet yeah. after after being in the bottle for that long. Yeah, imagine imagine what the 2006 tastes like. I mean, typically, bottle-conditioned beers dry out over year over a couple right. of years, unless the '06 is going to be like have more hops in it, and then just I really not detecting a lot of hops <clears> at <throat> all.
1: Maybe a slight amount of bitterness at the end, just at the finish. Yeah, it's
2: not but, a lot. Yeah that's one thing I can I, I mean can I, I, so I'm not good at all the other flavors but hops I'm, I'm there
0: I still wouldn't expect this thing to be as hoppy as say a bigfoot yeah like, like fresh Bigfoot is like oh uh, remember we did the we did the vertical that fresh bigfoot the 07 bigfoot was like man just way too hoppy I'm ready for your seven ounce hops oh yeah that's in the carboy in the I, other room I,
2: right I there. think you need to uh, take a measurement uh I could thief uh, some uh, for you yeah, that's what I'm saying this is I've the. Uh, I
0: don't know if you talked about it, but I'm pretty excited. Well, this is the beer we're brewing for the. Actually, the one he's talking about is the beer at the homebrew club picnic in the summer. I won a pound of amarillo hops oh. pellets, so I wanted to see if I could use a pound of beer in a single homebrew. <laughs> and I started doing the calculations, and it, it was just insane. There's no way I could use a whole pound of beer and five gallons of whole pound of hops and five <laughs> gallons of beer. But I did formulate a double IPA that had seven ounces of hops in it.
1: Amarillo hops, too amarillo,
0: right? all amarillo so what I did was it was I'm kind of a like, huge fan of emerald hops I mean that's like <laughs> this one actually I'll get you a sample too um, emerald was one of those high alpha ones right it's a subtle one I mean the beer came out rather subtle on the hoppiness but I did kind of like the dogfish head continuous hopping type thing but instead of continuous I hopped it every 10 minutes throughout the boil so when it came to a boil I put in an ounce of hops and then 10 minutes later I put in an ounce of hops and then for 20 30 40 and 50 minutes I put in a half an ounce. And then a flame out, I put in another ounce. And then two-thirds of the way through the primary, I put in an ounce of hops. And then when I transfer to the secondary, I put in an ounce of hops. Mm-hmm. And I think that comes up to seven ounces if I counted right there. So. Uh,
2: you see why I want to taste that. Yeah, it's going to be very hoppy. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it, it's not a, a Plenty of the Elder or anything from Russian River. I've tasted it when I transferred it to the secondary. It has a very deep hop flavor, but not necessarily a, you know, one that punches you right in the face hop flavor. So,
1: so but he mix that with a little bit of like Willamette or something and
0: kind of... Uh, I, I, well, you know, James Spencer does the his Amarillo Ale, right? Which is a normal Amarillo pale ale slash IPA, somewhere in that range. So, what I want to do is I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a double Amarillo and I'm going to send something to James and let him try it. So, that's kind <laughs> of part of the reason I just... And I, you know, I had this ounce, of, this pound of Amarillo hops why not do a double IPA that's single hopped with it? I guess. See what happens. Speaking of brewing beer, I wanted to relay a story to the listeners about the multi-brew experiment. Uh, a mistake that I made. Not mes- well, It's not a bad mistake. It was an experiment that did not work. I was... Um, done with the secondary fermentation, and I was going to bottle it. I started sanitizing bottles. I'm like, this sucks. I don't want to sanitize 45 bottles or whatever I needed. So I'm like, okay, here's an idea. I will rack it into my keg, add the priming sugar, I'll put pressure on the keg, and use my beer gun to fill the bottles with flat beer. So I cranked up the CO2 to, you know, when when you have carbonated beer, and you're using the beer gun, you only want your CO2 pressure at like, Two, three, four, five pounds, somewhere in there. And the beer flows nice and fine. So I start filling these bottles, and the first bottle takes forever to fill. I crank up the CO2 to like 30 pounds, but I'm not shaking the cake because I don't want to infuse it because there's already sugar in there. Cause I want the keg condition, the rest of it, but it's just not pushing the beer. It literally took me like eight minutes to fill a bottle of beer through the beer gun. The CO two pressure was still must have been infusing into the beer instead of pushing the beer through the hoses. So I'm like, oh, this this is just no good. So I, after I filled the second bottle, I uh, just took everything off, took the keg upstairs where it's nice and you know warmer. So I let it keg condition for the last two weeks. So now I'm gonna fill the bottles with carbonated beer, naturally carbonated, cake-conditioned right. beer. So a uh, moral of the story for the listeners, don't try to use CO2 to push flat beer. It apparently doesn't work very well.
2: I tried to serve one yesterday that uh, uh, I made a bitter, and I had um, put it on CO2 for carbonation, but apparently my uh, relief valve was leaking. So it, okay. the CO2 pressure just dissipated. Oh, Oh, okay. Well, for three days, I'm thinking, you know, hey, hey, I'm getting carbonation, I'm ready to sample. I uh, I switch my uh, ins and outs, so I'm ready to go, and I hit the go button on the tap, and it's it took five minutes to fill a cup. Okay, <laughs> well, here it was flat, and it's mm-hmm. kind of the same deal, um, right. because I, I had my normal pressure, and I just noticed what after what you told me that. At uh, you know, when flat beer, no matter what you do, it doesn't flow the same as when you right. have carbonated. You beer.
0: know, I was reading stuff about using CO two to transfer beer from vessel to vessel, and you know, a lot of people do that instead of using gravity. If gravity doesn't work, they'll just use CO two to push the beer through the lines. And I'm like, yeah, I can do that with the flat beer, but because I knew like I don't want to shake the beer because I don't want the CO two really absorbing into the beer because there's sugar in there right. to carbonate itself. Yeah, it would exploding bottles on your hands. Well.
2: So how come you can push water through it? Like I, I, I'll make a solution and I'll just, I'll tap it. Basically, yeah, it's a good question. I and that figured goes through fine.
0: I figured if I kept the beer settled, if mm-hmm. I had still beer and not agitating it, I'd be able to use it to push beer out the other about right. the outside. Right. But it it went so slow yeah. that the CO two had to be going into the beer because
2: you so hear it fast into the beer.
0: You hear it flowing through the regulator,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and there's no no. It must right. be absorbing so. Don't ever try that.
2: Or it's
1: going to Magic CO2 Land.
0: Mm. But you didn't account for that, did you? No, I didn't account for Magic CO2 Land. Let's do What Beer Am I before we get too drunk? What do you say? (laughs) I did tell my wife uh, I'm going for a little bit. Do do you have a copy there? I don't have a copy.
1: Yes. We grabbed out the uh, What Beer Am I from Magic CO2 Land. Um. Here are the clues. I am an imperial. I am a Russian imperial stout.
0: This is the last right, one I use this urn. Mm-hmm. This is a from episode sixty nine. I am brewed by a brewery founded in two thousand and five. I was brewed on July fifth, two thousand and six, in a limited
1: ten in a limited release ten barrel batch.
0: My brothers and I are not available in bottles, so it's and, a draft only brewery. And the winner, the answer is
1: Surly Darkness from Surly Brewing Company in Brooklyn Center, Minnesota.
0: We had four people who wrote in with the correct answer. We have uh, Tom from Jersey. He sent in some photos of his uh, beer cellar. It's decent size. There, he has a big shelf with a bunch of beer bottles in it, and he had some old uh, old salty from Heavyweight in the corner there. I'm like, oh, jerk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then we have uh, Tom Simons, also from Jersey, but not to be confused with Tom from Jersey.
1: Garrett Shedrin and Brian Greenwood from Portland, Oregon, and the winner is. Brian Greenwood from Portland, Oregon. Congratulations! Congratulations. And you won yourself a glass. You've been trying a lot of the weeks.
0: Yes, um, actually, he might have. This might, might be, a second. One, this might be sure. a second.
1: I'm not sure. Second, I know he's been on the list a lot. Yeah, so So, um, Brian, you won a, a glass. Maybe it's another glass. It another glass. Well, then you and Tom are are
0: on, on the outs for. We'll put you on the plaque as yeah, well. Yeah. And then we have a What Beer Am I for this episode, for episode 71. I am an American-style pilsner.
1: I was first brewed in 1865 and was brewed by the oldest brewery in my city when I closed in 1967.
0: I am back for the first time in 40 years, and I'm now being brewed by my founder's great-grandson.
1: Isn't that nice?
0: So do a little research, and if you figure out what this week's What Beer Am I is, send it to WBAI at craftbeerradio.com, and we'll register you for a... A chance to win a pint glass from East End Brewing Company. Buy a good friend a good beer. Thanks, Scott, for the pint glasses.
1: All right, our next beer and our last beer of the night is Papa Noel's Old Ale from Alameda Brewing Company in Portland, Oregon. Seven point two percent alcohol by volume. So we've gone <laughs>
0: significantly yeah, down. We've gone down six <laughs> percent of
1: the alcohol. This is a winter release available in the greater greater Portland area. So it's we like obviously got this.
2: Coffee.
0: Uh, Yeah, I'm not sure who sent this one. I haven't looked up. Probably, maybe Brian, the guy who just won the glass. (laughs) (laughs) And that's not why he won. The random number generator did pick Brian Greenwood. Uh, I was kind of like, see, I wasn't sure if Brian had won or not. And I'm like, oh, there's two new people I've never written in before. Maybe one of them will win since it's only four. And I pulled up Brian Greenwood. I'm like... (laughs) Well, he's been and
1: trying. The random number generator you know, works his magic. Okay, so if you hold this up to the light, if, if you look at this out on the light, it kind of looks black. But if you hold it up to the light, you get kind of a caramel tannish color. Yeah, it's a dark, dark brown. Yeah, and uh, it has a very fleeting head on it. That one loggerish.
0: I was thinking it smells a little bit sour, too.
1: Yeah, yeah, there's a little bit of sourness there.
0: Yeah, it smells a bit soured as well. I wonder if these old ales just
1: have they a tendency to They shouldn't sour.
0: They, they, it should be cleanliness. They, it's not like, the, you know, oxidation, yes. Souring? No. All right, well, let's give it a taste. Mm-hmm. I'm going yeah. to sour. Yeah, it's soured as well. <laughs> yeah. Wow, we got the old, old, oldie old lambique. <laughs> It's a new style.
1: <laughs> this is even this is even more sour than the other one. I mean, this is... I, don't yeah, think. It's,
0: um,
2: I think this one's less sour. The other one was real sour. This
0: one has more of a bite-on-your-tongue yeah. sourness. The other one was more of a aroma and a little bit of aftertaste sour. This one
1: this one doesn't taste really good to me at all. I think the sourness is kind of overpowering oh, everything wait. else in
2: there. I think i was still cleansing my palate.
0: There's a lot of CO2 in this one as well. It bites your tongue a little bit more as well. I'm going to work some out. By swirling the glass, yeah, it foamed up a lot. I was noticing like a particular bite on my tongue from the CO two and infections. You know, if it ferments more sugars out of the beer, they'll typically be higher carbonated, more fizzy, and more biting. Yeah, the aroma of this thing. Now that I swirled it up, it, it smells more funky as well. Not a fan. Greg's done with that one. Do you want some more triple exaltation?
1: Is there, is there any left?
0: There's a little bit left.
2: Yeah, I'll have some of that. And <laughs> dump that into my glass.
0: <laughs> hey, you're the one with two glasses. No,
2: i was oh, oh. <laughs> gonna watch it out. But oh well, oh. too late. Now oh, you can't smell anything. Anyhow, <laughs> that's
1: much better. Yeah, that that, that oh, it just didn't it didn't go well at all. It was just kind of sour and. That's all I really tasted, a little bit of real just sour.
0: Yeah, it's um it definitely digs into your tongue, this sourness here. It's not completely unpleasant. It's not like putrid or anything like that. But it is less pleasant than the sourness of the big dicks that we had. And probably less pleasant than a lot of Lambiques. Because you don't get as much complexity out. Of the yeah, sourness. I mean,
1: all I was getting was sour. The sour, it, it still tastes a little bit in the back of my tongue, just that sourness. And wasn't you know, no, no hops, no complexity in that flavor, just sour. It was a really bad infection.
2: Yeah. When you say lamb beaks, I have like a bad me, you know memory with the lambique. Oh. I told you about my cranberry.
0: Oh well, no, I'm talking about non-fruited lambiques mostly. Oh, with the okay. sourness, like okay. a there or something like that. Like a, a or Okay, and something from Cantillon mostly. That's okay. the, that's the main brewery you'll find around here that uh, you know sells unblended Lambiques. You know, well, not necessarily unblended. Blended's fine, but like Lindemann's from lambique is not what I'm talking about. Okay, because that's a completely different beer. I'm talking about something that is just tart and dry, like champagne type flavor, but with a sourness to it. So that's how well, I would of
2: describe this.
1: To each their own. Well, I guess it's time to rank.
0: <coughs> yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be pretty easy. <laughs> and let me go first. I haven't gone first in a while. All right. So, my favorite beer of the night is the Triple Exaltation. It was a wonderful bar- uh, old ale and 180 degrees from the last time I had it. Yeah. Like, I couldn't see why it won a gold medal. I just like it's, it, it tasted bland, it didn't taste complex. It, but tonight, completely different. Number two, I'm going to put the Old Stock Ale uh, because I can't put the infected beers higher. I enjoyed the the Big Dicks infection, but you just can't rank it that way. And then I'm going to put the Big Dicks in front of the Papa Noel's because it's a a more interesting infection than the Papa Noel's (laughs) is. (laughs) So my order is a Triple Exaltation, North Coast, Old Stock Ale. Big Dicks from Arcadia and then Papa Noel's from Alameda.
1: I agree. That's, okay. that's my ranking exactly.
0: You want to change your
2: rankings up a little bit? I will I will stay with that ranking as okay. well. All right.
0: So, where are we on time? Probably long. Probably had harder yeah, we're
2: good. beers to rank, you know. Because you really it was a two man race. Yeah, you know? exactly. It was a two, two man race. race and
1: um, the, the exaltation was. Yeah, it was
0: tremendous. Definitely the best. Definitely beer. the most complex beer. The, the, the old stock ale was just too sweet. And you couldn't yeah, really get sweet. you couldn't get the complexity through the sweetness. I, I, be, you, I
2: bet you that would probably not be second if these two weren't. Uh, it's hard to say. Uh, yeah,
0: it's hard to say. North Coast. I is, think you're right though because I mean it was a little bit too barley
2: wineish. It, you could probably try to take out the infection and, and imagine what this would be like.
0: And these both these beers are so so sour. Mm-hmm. I'm not tasting Old Dale underneath them yeah, at all. Not really. I don't think, if I was drinking them and trying to say, what style is this beer supposed to be behind the infection? I don't know if I'd be able to tell.
1: It'd be rough. <laughs> uh, I think that the uh, long shot Old Dale might give somebody of a run for their money. Uh, I mean, that was really good, the one that we did in 68, mm-hmm. the long shot from Sam Adams. So
0: I don't think it would have come in cl- anywhere near the triple exaltation. It, it would probably beat the North Coast. It might. It might. All right, so uh, tune in next week where we'll do some, who knows what, some more, some more great beers. Maybe, maybe we'll do a imperial stout show. I got a couple of imperial stouts hanging around.
1: That's all for Craft Beer Radio. Check out our website at craftbeerradio.com for more information and show notes on the latest show. Our opening and closing music was Out of Towners" by Saint Dragon. Visit the PodSafe Music Network at music.podshow.com for more information.